Well, good morning. We don't get to say that very often here, so good morning. It's a good thing our opening hymn was about being awake, so I know it's 11, but that still might be early for some of you, so, so good morning. Um, what I'm wearing has no, it, it does not determine my allegiance later on with the game today. Absolutely not. Go Chiefs. Hate Philadelphia. All right, okay. We have an interesting juxtaposition of words in the readings today, um, and, and two really stood out. Choice and commandment. Choice and commandment. So do they go together? I mean, at first glance, like, not really. Like, I want to choose. I want to do what I want to do. And then there's a commandment. So as I was sitting um, actually up in the corner this morning just praying and trying to figure out how to, how to put this together, Actually, there was a beautiful example, a beautiful analogy right in front of me because our choir, some members of our choir came in and um, Ellie and Ashton were figuring out the responsorial psalm. I thought that was actually really, really good. So it helped me. So ladies, job Ellie, you play beautifully. Ashton, you have a phenomenal voice. Thank you. Okay, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. On one extreme, imagine if the responsorial psalm had no rules right? No rules. That Ashton gets up here and makes whatever sound she wants to make at whatever pitch, and Ellie sits at the piano and plays whatever note she wants to play. No rules. Just free, unadulterated choice. Just choice. They get to do whatever they want to do. Imagine how bad that would sound. It'd be utter chaos. And then there'd be some avant-garde music critic who'd be like, ooh, amazing. Like, this is so postmodern. Way to, way to throw off the tradition. Way to go. Be you, be you, right? Okay. Now, that's one extreme. And thankfully, we don't have that. On the other extreme, on the other extreme, what if it was robotic following of rules? Which, by the way, they did not do. So I'm going to give you a little insight. I don't know what was prepared for the music, but at one point, I, it didn't sound, it, it sounded bad to me up there. They were playing what was prescribed on the notes, right? What had been written by whoever, and they're like, I don't like that, it doesn't sound as good, let's try this. And they did, and it sounded better. Okay, that's actually really good, because if they had stayed robotic, imagine Ashton just like robot up here, right? And Ellie at the piano, no, they found something better with some creativity. That's the place we want to be, okay? So, look at our postmodern world. We love choice and hate commandment. We love choice. My way, my life, my truth. I get to choose, and how dare anyone impose any limits on my choice? And think about that. Right, because it's right out there. You hear it all the time. But friends, that's the attitude of a child, a toddler, a brat, or like a willful teenager. It doesn't get us very far, where everything depends on us, and I just want what I want because I want it, and how dare anyone limit my choice? And then you scream at reality, but reality doesn't care that you're screaming at it because reality is objective. 
Well, we can't do that. That doesn't get us very far. That's an extreme to avoid. At the other side is just blind robotic obedience to the rules and to external things. That doesn't get us very far either because what happens there is there's no integration. Do the thing you're supposed to do. Why? Doesn't matter, just do it. Jesus wants to save us from both extremes. That's him in the gospel today. See, he doesn't want us to be slaves either to ourselves or to the law. He wants us to be free. He wants us to actually be free. But what does that freedom look like? Well, look what Jesus does. His approach is so important. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Therefore, whoever breaks one of these least commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, here's Jesus, right? The one who's supposed to be so radical, the radical break from the old. This, and sometimes he gets portrayed as that, like this hippie, like, like, like get rid of the old stuff, do, you, you know, do this new thing, right? Grace over the law. No, that's not what he says here. But then he goes deeper. First, he lists the Mosaic law, right? That's, that's this, uh, we're on the Sermon on the Mount here. So he's quoting the Mosaic law with phrases like, you have heard it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment, right? You've heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. All right, he is quoting the Mosaic law. He's quoting the law. But watch what he does. He goes deeper than just the external observance. That's why he's God. He says, but I say to you, Whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. I say to you, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. Right? So this is the Lord who takes the Mosaic law, which is the highest standard for the people of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. And then he says, but I say to you something more, which, by the way, would have shocked everyone who heard it. It'd be like me saying, Jesus says this to you, and I quote Jesus directly, and then I say, but I say to you this, so follow me. You'd all be like, who do, who do you think you are? Well, that's what the people of the old covenant thought of Jesus. But look what he does with it. See, he's trying to go not just beyond the law, like leave it behind. He's actually taking the law to a whole new level, or, or better yet, to a different place. He's taking the law and the precepts of the law right here to the heart, to the heart. That's where our Lord wants to work. And friends, that's why he always appeals to our freedoms. Jesus is always appealing to our freedoms. That's the first reading from Sirach. If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water. To whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death, good and evil. 
Whichever he chooses shall be given to him. Our Lord honors our freedom. He wants you to be free. But that freedom brings with it responsibilities. Real freedom is not just doing whatever you want to do, like whenever you want to do it. And most people don't say it that blandly or blatantly in this culture, but that's the attitude. I can do whatever I want to do whenever I want, but there's no freedom there. And it doesn't correspond with reality, by the way, because you can't do whatever you want. You're not free to do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. It's just metaphysically impossible. But the Lord, he wants real freedom. And real freedom demands a choice that leads us somewhere, not just to ourselves. The real freedom that Jesus wants for each one of us has a goal, has a purpose. That's why he brings together in the word of God choice and commandment. Choice and commandment because our freedom to choose has a goal, a purpose, and the commandments of God focus that choice. They lead us somewhere, and they're on our side. Lots of people might think the commandments, like the teachings of the church, are restrictive. They're restrictive in the same way that a river has banks. A river with banks can move. A river without banks is a swamp. And fresh water coursing through a river, there's life. But in a swamp, there's stagnation. And it's a great way to think about the attitude of being free to choose whatever you want to do whenever you want to. There's no life there. There's stagnation. Swamp. The Lord, he gives us commands not to take away our freedom, but to channel it, to save us, actually. If you choose, you can keep the commandments, and they will save you. They're for us. See, God, he's not in competition with you or me. He's not a threat to our freedom. He's actually the condition for the possibility of our freedom. And as we say yes to his commandments, then our minds and our hearts are trained. We choose to say yes to his way. We think differently. We see the world differently. But more importantly, when we choose in freedom to say yes to his way, our hearts are trained. The deepest desires of our hearts become free. And we're not enslaved to superficial desires. We're not enslaved to our surface wants, but we go deeper. And in that going deeper, we become who we really are. Bishop Barron, he had a good line. He said, in freely submitting to God's law, we become our most authentic selves. That's it, friends. In freely submitting to God's law, we become our most authentic selves. That's what the saints knew. Beautifully free men and women. Did they understand the power of choice? Yep. But they also understood the power of commandment. And to live in the freedom of choosing the commandments of God, 
That's the great adventure of the Christian life. St. Paul says, for freedom Christ has set us free. Choice. But then he says this. He goes, so do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Wow. Commandments. God makes us free. He wants our freedom. Let's freely choose to follow his way. Blessed are they, as the psalm was, blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Friends, we'll be blessed. We'll be happy. We'll be free if we follow the law of the Lord. That's what Jesus offers to each one of us today. Freedom, true freedom, by becoming his disciplined disciples, by conforming our hearts to his commands. And in that, we find our true selves. And in that, we find true life.